Thanks for joining us for the Anchored Daily. This fall, we're learning from Ezra, Nehemiah, and Haggai as we consider how God would have us remain faithful, obedient, and hopeful no matter what comes our way. Sum up our reading in Nehemiah chapters 3 and 4. What is one word you would use to describe what you read? Would it be rebuilding, teamwork, commitment, opposition, challenges, prayer, too many names to remember? Okay, that was five words, but I'd still count it because it's true. I think all of those words could apply to Nehemiah 3 and 4. This is Angie, and thanks for joining me today as we look at these two very diverse but connected chapters. To start, Chapter 3 includes an impressive list of individual names and groups of names. All hard to pronounce. There's not an easy name like Joe, Mike, or Don in the bunch. But the list explains the wide array of workers who were committed to the rebuilding of the walls and gates that surrounded Jerusalem. Men, priests, sons, and daughters all contributed very specific and needed skills to complete the construction. The broken walls had been there for years, long before Nehemiah came along. So how did he manage to get everyone excited about rebuilding a decimated wall? Well, here are two things from our scriptures that we can see that Nehemiah wisely did. For one, he knew that Rome wasn't built in a day. Oh wait, he probably didn't know that. But he likely did know that it takes time to create great things. Success would not come overnight. It would be accomplished with patience and persistence. To help that process, Nehemiah had the rebuilding done in sections or pieces. This is a good reminder for us that sometimes we must take things one step, one section, one piece at a time. That can be difficult for people who like instant results or don't have the patience of Job. Hashtag like me. Secondly, as noted in chapter 3, the workers were many. Some did more, some less, but each did work according to their abilities. And these workers came from all over, not just Jerusalem. Strangers worked shoulder to shoulder to get the work done. They encouraged one another as they worked together to rebuild the section that had been assigned to them. Each person contributing their specific task made the work manageable and attainable. But was all that about to come to a screeching halt in chapter 4, when challenges and opposition emerged? Would the rebuilding continue? Would teamwork remain? Would the commitment waver or flee in the face of danger? What lessons are in this for us as we face challenges and opposition in our efforts to transform the 3630, to speak Jesus into the lost around us, to continue our faith community recovery, from the effects of COVID. Again, Nehemiah shows the way. Nehemiah set the stage early in rallying the troops towards what mattered. Notice all throughout this account, there is one thing that Nehemiah does consistently, pray. Author Kelly Mentor says this, quote, we're accustomed, we're accustomed, even trained, to look to our resources first rack our brains, and at the very least, Google our problems for some immediate answers. We want quick remedies for our quandaries and our suffering. But this is where Nehemiah provides an encouraging example. God was always his first stop. 
Action always followed prayer. It never led, end quote. This seems so simple and so obvious that we should always lead with prayer. But if you are a doer or an obstacle starts to stress you out, it's easy to skip this step and move towards a possible solution, perhaps even knocking people out of the way in our quest for problem solving. Whoa there, Haas. In chapter four, Nehemiah says the people worked with all their heart. They were all in together. But we also see that trouble begins here, first with verbal taunting and jeers, and then with threats of violence. Whenever God asks us to join him in accomplishing his will, there will always be naysayers who will doubt that it can be done and who will push us all the time. We will face hurdles and opposition as we attempt to accomplish the things that God has called us to do, especially at the church. Sometimes the obstacles will be a person, sometimes a situation, and sometimes the enemy. But throughout the book of Nehemiah, we see a humble and devout man who did two things over and over. He prayed before he acted, and he rallied his co-laborers to trust God. He did not answer the fools or become discouraged by the opposition, but instead turned to God and addressed his concerns with him. God gave him peace, direction, and wisdom about how to move forward. Nehemiah put no focus on himself. Rather, he stayed focused on the task that God was asking him to fulfill. Friends, let's continue to pray and rally each other as co-laborers to accomplish all that God has asked us to do here at Bethel and through Bethel, just like he did with Nehemiah. Here are two final reminders from Nehemiah that can help us. One, let's stay focused on God's power rather than on the size of any problems or opposition. And two, let's encourage each other to do our specific part as we trust in God's plan together. God is in control. We can trust him. And I am so glad to be all in together with you. Thanks for joining us again today. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to encourage each other through God's Word. Also, make sure to drop a like and subscribe so you're always up to date on the latest Bethel podcast. Don't forget to go to Bethel.ch to check out all the amazing opportunities to connect and serve here at Bethel. Have a blessed day.